Hello, friends. Welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we explore how to remain nimble and stay hopeful in the crucible of adversity and uncertainty. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. TLDR. Are you familiar with the acronym TLDR? It's one that every leader needs to know about and every leader needs to be deeply fearful of. Fearful? Yes, fearful. TLDR stands for too long, didn't read. Have you ever gotten an email in your inbox and it was the size of a novel and you thought, I don't have time for this? TLDR. Or have you ever gotten a report circulated around the office that is about four pages too long and you thought, are you kidding me? TLDR. Or are you on a mass email list where you get their emails and each one has too much text, too many images, and too much content and you feel overwhelmed so you just deleted it? T-L-D-R. Or how about some of your friends on social media where they post paragraph after paragraph and you go, I'm not reading, and you keep scrolling. T-L-D-R. Have you ever heard your boss go on and on in a meeting for an hour when realistically it could have been 17 minutes, death by a thousand meetings? T-L-D-R. There is so much noise in our world, so much information, so many things and people grabbing for our attention. We are in a war of our attention right now. My family lives about two hours south of New York City, and we like to go visit on occasion. And we were visiting some friends who lived in the city, and we walked through Times Square at night. And I found myself experiencing sensory overload. I just stood there completely still unable to take it all in. It was exhausting. (laughs) And as leaders, sometimes we feel like we're walking through our own Times Square of sensory overload. And many people report feeling this every single day. Now, you've heard me say before that I've never met a great leader who wasn't also a great communicator. So what do you do when we need to communicate in a world that is overly saturated with information? Now, let me cut to the chase. We need to be brief. If you want to be resilient, we're going to have to learn how to communicate briefly. The people we lead are desperately longing for leaders to be clear, brief, engaging, and succinct. It was Mark Twain who quipped, I didn't have time to write a short letter, so I wrote a long one. Why is being succinct so rare? Because it's hard work. Giving a 12-minute presentation is more difficult than giving a 52-minute presentation. Writing a four-sentence email is more difficult than writing a four-paragraph email. Recording a 90-minute podcast episode is easier than recording a nine-minute episode. Being brief, clear, and engaging is hard work, but it works. You may have noticed that the two major forms of communication that I send out weekly to the world, one is this podcast. It's never more than 12 minutes long. And if you listen to my podcast at one and a half speed, as I listen to all podcasts, that's less than 10 minutes total. I write out every single word of every episode ahead of time. I time it so it comes out clear, brief, and succinct. I edit it down several times over before pressing the record button. In addition to the podcast, each Tuesday morning, I release a free newsletter called Five Things in Five Minutes, where yes, you can read the entire thing in five minutes or less. The entire thing is always less than 350 words total. You can can count them if you wish. You can find out more at kairospartnerships.org slash newsletter to sign up, or you can look in the show notes. Now, I admit, this is a ton of work for me to put out Uh, the podcast, and five things in five minutes. It would be much easier for me to release resilient leader episodes 
that were 45 minutes long or longer. It would be a lot less time for me if I went on and on paragraph after paragraph in five things in five minutes. But ultimately, that would end up being 29 things in 45 minutes. And let's be honest, who has time to read that? My sense is that you would want to write back to me TLDR at the top of the email. But I work hard to do this because I'm trying to respect your time. You've given up part of your day to listen to what I have to say or read what I've had to write, and I don't want to waste your time. I'm grateful for your attention, and therefore I want to honor it and give you the gift of brevity, and hopefully it adds value to your life and leadership. That's certainly the goal. Now, several months ago, I read a book called Brief, Making a Big Impact by Saying Less by Joseph McCormick. It's a fantastic book. The entire point of McCormick's book is this, to help readers make what is complex clear. He writes that brevity is a choice. Those who want to succeed and even thrive in an attention deficit economy must become masters of lean communication. Decide that being brief is your non-negotiable standard. Today's world is on information overload. You have to get to the point in five minutes, not 50. Always think how you can say more with less. Now, there was an executive coach who said, you would be hard-pressed to find a business person say at the end of the day, you know, I have extra mental capacity to handle more. You work around people who are mentally stretched every day. Your audience is drowning and brevity is their lifeline. McCormick also writes that nearly 50% of all meetings fail to use people's time efficiently. We have twice as many meetings that are twice as long as would be necessary if we were properly if they were properly designed and run. So let me ask you a few questions as you think about your own brevity. Can you hear an hour's worth of complex information and summarize it in a 2-minute brief? Do you write emails that get to the point in 5 sentences or less? Do your PowerPoint presentations contain fewer than 10 slides with plenty of images and little text? Can you expertly deliver headlines like a reporter? Do you speak clearly and concisely in plain English rather than confusing corporate jargon or speech? Here's an important rule of thumb. Stop talking when you start enjoying what you're saying. The big bang of brevity is this. Be disciplined, respectful, and well-prepared, and the people you lead will thank you. McCormick offers that we plan and prepare what we say before we say it. We need to map it out. Working from an outline is always a good idea. And there are five immediate benefits to outlining. You're prepared, organized, clear, contextual, and confident. Being clear and having a map provides a skeletal view that lets you think about your thinking. Yes, it takes time to be ready to say yes, but it's worth it. He talks about creating a brief map every time before you stand up and communicate. And he uses BRIEF, the acronym B-R-I-E-F, as a way of helping you create this map. B, for background. What context do we need to give? R, the reason or relevance. Why are we meeting and why is it important that I share this? I, what information do I include? What do people truly need to know here today? E, ending. What do I need to leave people with before I conclude? And then F, follow-up. What are the questions that I might expect to be asked when I'm done as a follow-up that I could answer before I stop talking? Brevity is about preparation and pre-assembly. Imagine it's Christmas Eve. You bought your child a bicycle, but you realize, oh no, I have to assemble it. But then imagine the relief that you feel as you look at the box and see the words, no assembly required. 
A brief map does the same thing that you give a person. You basically are holding up a sign, no assembly required on what I'm about to say. Does this take extra time, attention, and energy for you, the communicator? Sure it does. But brevity is hard work, but it's worth it. Telling your audience a well-researched and well-structured story is more effective than just trying to sell your point of view. When I read a good story, it sticks with me. Yet so few companies, churches, businesses, and community-oriented groups know how to tell a good story briefly. If you don't get to the point, people will choose their smartphone over you. They do it every day. Have a plan before you speak so everything is clear, concise, and to the point. People will notice your effort and love it. For example, on email, put a compelling headline in the subject line. Put the purpose of the email in the first sentence or even the first paragraph. Make, make the whole email five sentences or less. Always ask yourself before writing an email, what's in it for the receiver? Why should he or she read this and include the reason in the correspondence? On social media, the most effective social media posts are around 180 characters. They are twice as effective as those that are 140 characters. Think about running a meeting. Ending meetings five to 15 minutes earlier than expected and see what happens. End your speech early and leave people wanting more. Pastors, finish your sermon 10 minutes early and see how people respond. Cut it in half. Whatever time you think you have, always take less. Busy people notice it when meetings finish early and you give them their time back. Leaders are communicators and communicators are in the attention business. The one who holds people's attention the longest usually wins. But brevity works because it's engaging. This is why brevity is so important. It's quality over quantity. Leaders must be clear, concise, and compelling. Streamline everything. Cut to the chase. Make every word tell. Well, thanks for taking time out of your day today, whatever you may be doing right now, in order to be with me. The Resilient Leaders Podcast is produced, engineered, and kissed with a seal of quality and approval by the highly talented and creative Joel Limbowen, founder of On A Limb Productions. Check out his great work at onalimproductions.com or in the show notes. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, be brief, be clear, be gone. <laughs>